faithful eclectors. Welcome to the Eclectic Collection yet again for episode 71, Cursed Movies. And I thought it would be fun to keep up our spooktacular fall. So without further ado, these are movies that I thought might have been uh, hexed and were or are. And then I found out more about them and then found out about others that I didn't know were. And I thought, mm, suspicious. They probably should be because they definitely were creepy when I watched them. And sometimes when you're dealing with spooky stuff, it makes you wonder... What was that person thinking when they wrote it or edited it or directed it? So don't worry, I'm always paranoid myself. Um, one time when asked, what are you afraid of? Stephen King replied, everything. That's why I'm good at writing horror. <laughs> so one of his comes up here today. In no apparent order and no kind of list, just sort of things that I knew about or found or had read or seen, etc. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, 1968. Creepy, creepy Roman Polanski movie. So it's a real chiller. Basically, you know, spoiler alert, she has uh, Satan's baby. Probably not cool. And definitely don't watch it if you're pregnant. But uh, Roman Polanski ends up with kidney stones and hallucinates in the hospital right after they wrap. And later on, of course, his wife, Sharon Tate, was murdered. So if that's not bad luck and you're dealing with some taboo subjects, I don't know what is. Um, the Exorcist, of course, I've mentioned this one before. The Exorcist, uh, the whole situation, first of all, was banned by the Catholic Church. Linda Blair went on to have a really tough career because they kind of forced her into being like the problem child or they were afraid of her. And uh, she actually got physically hurt many times during the bed scenes where they would like try to levitate her or like have her snap back and forth quickly and it actually hurt her spine. Um, but the really creepy part is that the there was a fire. And it burnt the entire set to the ground, but left the strange and unusual bedroom completely untouched. Nobody could figure out why or how it happened. And that's where most of the really awful scenes that were super negative happened. Damien the Omen. So the original The Omen, which turned into like a trilogy, and I think there's actually four or five of them now. And then they've revisited it and relaunched it. But the original Omen with Gregory Peck. It was it was a creepy movie from the beginning because they were dealing with a lot of icky um, topics. You know, obviously it was supposed to be like the uh, the spawn of, of uh, Satan grows up and he's like this little boy who's evil. His name is Damien. And uh, Gregory Peck and the director ended up on a plane that got struck by lightning, which was freakish, um, although they lived. And then there was a rabid dog scene and the stunt double trainer for the rabid dog was bitten through the big um, like steel wool that they have to keep the dog from actually biting through. It, it bit him. Um, he got hurt. And then the zookeeper that was on set that was there to manage a lot of the uh, animals and such was mauled to death by a lion in reality. Uh, the special effects director, John Richardson, and his assistant, Liz Moore, were decapitated in a fire... Or, I'm sorry, in a uh, car crash that was creepily reminiscent of the scene in in The Omen, which, you know, I won't run for you if you haven't seen it, but uh, let's just say heads will roll. So if that's not enough, I don't know what is. And yet they went on to make more of those movies. What were they thinking? Um, next up is Poltergeist. Poltergeist, <laughs> lots, of, lots of trouble with Poltergeist. So Heather O'Rourke, the poor young uh, child star, did die of septic shock after several misdiagnoses and lots of trouble. You could see her getting sicker in the films, as the films kept going. At one point, um, you could see she's kind of puffy. She's like retaining fluid. She's not quite herself on set. They knew something was wrong, but they didn't know what. And the really um, 
like chilling, I'll say backstories. It wasn't just that. So Oliver Robbins was one of the child stars and he felt that he was actually being choked by the killer evil. Um, it was, I think it was a clown, but it was like the, the big long arms of the uh, puppet. Um, so they do that obviously on purpose in the movie, but like when they were doing it and shooting the scene, he felt as though he was really being choked and it wasn't just the rig that they had set up. Um, that was one thing. Then I know that they had used real skeletons in the pool scene outside in the dirt, which was a big no-no. Um, I was surprised that that actually happened. And there was a Native American guy on set that was very upset by it and said, you know, you've disrupted the spirits. That man would go on to die between um, Poltergeist 2 and 3, so much so that they had to replace the Native American shaman because he didn't make it. You can see him getting sicker too as the films go on. And the actress, Jo Beth Williams, who plays the mom, she has done many an interview that's well-documented when she left, despite Poltergeist in general being supposedly a, a stay-at-home ghost, like a place where that one location gets haunted, even though they were obviously on set. She went back to her home and after, you know, done shooting or when they had time off and her pictures would be upside down on her walls at home or she would have the radio turn on and off or her pictures would shake, lights would turn on and off in her own private home. So that was crazy and uh, she had a lot of issue with it and said that there was definitely like a presence there and it wasn't anything good. So um, we'll come back to this later because there's kind of an interesting um, subplot that, that this kicks back up. Twilight Zone, the movie, such a bad helicopter crash. Um, three people were killed and that's kind of the big claim to fame. Um, it's awful obviously, but three people were actually, uh, sliced up from a helicopter that crashed in a scene that was forced in, at the time, the safety issues and they they weren't technically following protocol to the letter and they had some safety issues and they pushed it. It was a high windy day, bad circumstances. It probably could have been avoided, but they say that because the film was hexed, those unfortunate three people died. Then there's my favorite, uh, Stephen King. Gotta love him. Although I have to say the 1986 Maximum Overdrive, although funny and I did like the movie. And how do you say funny about a horror movie? Because Stephen King is hilarious, despite uh, horror and comedy have a lot together often. Um, he did a huge catalog of stuff and I love his movies. That one probably, it's okay. Not one of my favorites, but you know, pretty cool. Um, the people on set said that they always felt like there was a presence there or that someone would die or be harmed. And it was constant to the point where they started bringing security on set every day. Um, there was eventually a hurricane that happened that wrecked a lot of things. And that was obviously an unplanned event, but it was also not an area or a time when hurricanes would hit. To my knowledge, that's the only weird spooky thing of a Stephen King uh, maneuver there or, or work, which is funny because Stephen King has done so much and is in the horror genre, but I always felt like he was uh, perfectly respectful of it, so it didn't uh, occur to him. So maybe it's just a fluke. Who knows? The movie Ghost, 1990. Gotta love Patrick Swayze, R.I.P., and Demi Moore. Not a spooky movie. However, here's our throwback. So apparently, Heather O'Rourke from Poltergeist, who had passed years prior, was haunting the set of Ghost. They would hear little kids' footsteps, laughing, etc., and it turns out that it was shot on the same stage. So Ghost was shot where Poltergeist was shot. And they think it was Heather O'Rourke, which if anybody had a reason to stick around there, it was certainly her. But who knew? So uh, fun fact, you know, uh, fishtail there. The Exorcism of Emily Rose from 2005. The star said that she felt haunted 
uh, personally by a ghost that was of musical uh, inclination. Then she would go to her house or, you know, walk into her apartment and find that the radio would turn on randomly um, to certain songs and different times and nobody was turning it on. Like, obviously, she would walk in and, and hear music. So, creepy. Um, the movie Insidious. I have to say, I never saw this one. It's on my list to watch, and I just never got around to it. Apparently, there's a hospital set, and the cast and crew said that they all felt ill often, and that it was a constant ominous feeling, and that there was an unoccupied room nearby, but the call button for the nurse, the buzzer, kept going off, and there was no explanation for it whatsoever, but it just kept happening. So, I don't know about that one. I've heard about it, and I think there's one, two, and three, and I'd be uh, interested. I have to put it in my repertoire because I love horror, but I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Uh, the next one I've never seen either is called Innkeepers. Uh, apparently, doors would open, lights would t- turn on and off, phones would ring, and then no one was there. This was a 2011 movie, and I guess uh, because it was shot on location of a hotspot, so the Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut is a uh, is the location from where they shot the Innkeepers, and it was it's known to be a uh, hotspot of paranormal activity, and it was on location there, so I'm guessing that they got some extra bang for their buck when shooting in that location. But uh, again, didn't watch that one, don't know about it, but if you're going to go to Connecticut, maybe uh, if you're brave enough, hang out at the Yankee, Yankee Peddlers Inn. Um, the Conjuring. So The Conjuring uh, makes a lot of cameos here and spinoffs, etc. So The Conjuring, um, you know, very cool movie. I liked it a lot. The lady who played Lorraine Warren, the, the mom and the lead psychic, said that um, she was so paranoid about everything with the script and and the subject matter that she would leave the script outside of her house. And yet, despite her uh, extra precautions of security, there were three slashes on her laptop, um, even though she left the script outside. She kept seeing three slashes around her laptop. And that uh, when the family, the actual live family that experienced all this, visited the set, wind and these big gusts of wind would follow them around. And it would mess up uh, some of the shots. So that's, that's interesting. Um, piggybacking onto that is uh, Annabelle. So with Annabelle, um, the doll, the creepy doll, which is, you know, if you watch the entire, it's interesting how they did this. There's this umbrella. So there's Conjuring and Conjuring one, uh, 2 and 3. And then there's these other spinoffs of it. So, you know, there's Annabelle, there's uh, uh, the nun, you know, and they're both going to come up, but they're all subdivisions under the umbrella of the Conjuring. And uh, although you don't see, you see different cast members and, and different uh, parts of it, you could see where the backstory of what went where and to whom. So um, it is it is neat. I think it's it's very good writing in the sense that it all kind of ties together in several movies. So in Annabelle, which is related to The Conjuring, I won't spoil alert uh, how, but there's the doll has uh, three fingers on the doll. And they kept seeing, cast and crew kept seeing three fingers like worth of dust um disrupted like consistently they kept seeing like three finger marks on dust or on the wall or in condensation or everywhere they went and it was just like the doll so super creepy and Annabelle was a part of uh, of the conjuring the other one that comes into play is the nun so the nun there was uh, a story where when they go to shoot it I guess they were in Romania and they there was a bunch of cast and crew all around and at one point one of uh the crew members saw two men in a room in one, you know, in the castle, and they just assumed that they were workers. In the end of the day, 
everybody had to leave through this one gate and there was no way around it. So the, uh, I guess it was the director went to go find, or the crew member went to go find these guys because he didn't see them pass through the gate to leave and they didn't want to lock anybody up in there. And he went back and they were gone. And it turned out in reality, they were never there because they were not live people. So he must have been dealing with some sort of a ghost. Um, and then the last movie I have here is Return to Babylon. Again, I didn't watch this one, so I'm curious. Um, they say that haunted demonic activity was actually captured. So it was a black and white movie. And the director found some old black and white film in a bag in reality, and he decided to use it in the movie, and that when the principal characters were filmed, that their faces morphed into highly grossly disfigured, demonic looky, yucky things. So, who knew? And uh, I guess that meant for some serious editing and production, and again, you can't really bank on quantity and quality like that, but what are you going to do? So, those were the things that uh, that we came up with just as uh, some basics of film that has been hexed or problems it's not to say that there aren't movies with issues that didn't uh, take a while to get off the ground i mean for god's sake star wars took a while to get off the ground and the matrix experienced canna reeves having a uh, uh neck brace on for a while and the princess bride had uh carrie elves broken ankle and lots of troubles but they're just natural bad luck troubles and things that happen not uh cursed and allegedly uh, haunted things so um but there are a lot of them out there so hopefully you enjoyed that today if you like what you heard, then check us out at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or listen to us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.